2: got me the hush mode driving this train this evening it's february february 22nd 2014 boy the year is trying to uh move right along y'all <laughs> second month already uh almost gone last show of this month that's for sure next show
0: y'all
2: um uh, march first yeah my birth month is out of here black history month is just about out of here 28 days I don't know why we uh always come up with the with the shortest of everything but we'll take the month I don't know who gave us this month yeah Facebook friends how y'all hey we got a call in one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four, y'all. That's a direct land into the hushmo. If y'all want to get in uh, a word or two with the hushmo? We'll uh, entertain a call or two this evening. We're discussing our new book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, having to do with uh, the economic inequality that uh, that's the conversation of today we uh, got a uh, our perspective on it we look at it in our new book we uh our book been out about two weeks now we i don't know it looks like it's selling pretty good on on uh the ebook edition y'all go there to my website hushmo black well, Hushbow dot com. Go to Hushboblack dot com and from there you can uh, pick up a copy of that thing, ebook three ninety nine, racism and hate in American reality. It speaks to uh the economic inequality that's uh that's so prevalent today in the country. We've got our own perspective on it. We think it has a lot to do with uh racism uh, the separate equal laws that existed in the country for some 90 years after the Civil War. We uh, highlight that and uh, make a case that uh, that had a profound effect on Americans of African descent here in the country. Uh, My family me Born here in Georgia in 1945, I was affected by those uh, laws and won a reparation case for it. Oh yeah, that Brown versus Board of Education in 1954, that had to do with setting aside separate equal laws, codified international law by that Pesce uh, versus uh, Ferguson case in 1896. So that's all it was. That thing, that thing uh, took... Uh, a lot of my people out of uh, out of uh, the society at large, throughout the workplace, the education places, the uh, public places for some 90 years. So we believe that uh, in our uh, research show that uh, we uh, won a case for a financial reparation back then, 1954, when Brown overturned uh, When Brown overturned Plessy, set aside Plessy, all all that uh, Thurgood Marshall and his legal team had to do at that time was petition the court, petition the court for uh, financial reparation. The reason he didn't do it, according to uh, my research, is that uh, Pressure was brought on them not to do so because of fear of racial unrest in the South. <laughs> if you can believe that, racial unrest continued in the South after 1954, unabated. Unabated, yeah. Yes, it is. So regardless of whether uh, uh, he petitioned the court for it then or not, uh, the violence continued. Read right through uh, the 60s. So yeah, we think that uh, now we have a right. Every bit, members of African descent more than this country before 1954, and was directly injured by those uh, separate equal laws have a right to a uh, petition the court now. We need to uh, be about getting a petition together. That's what I'm about. Hustle Black Forum, go to our uh, web page, get in on our blog. On our blog, we're going to have a petition out on our blog, the Hustle Black Forum blog. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to have a petition out there for those Americans born, Americans born prior to 1954. To uh, petition uh, this government, uh, 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 the Justice Department, uh, to uh, surely if uh, uh, the citizens of this country can come up with 140,000 names to uh, send to the president to deport uh, Justin beaver. We, as good people in our community, can come up with a like number to send up there to the president asking uh, that Justice Department to look into uh how do we go about petitioning the court for those uh, reparations uh, for the injuries uh, uh suffered and uh, a case that's already been litigated? that's what that's what we uh, put forth in our book uh um, tonight we're gonna do we're gonna do a, an excerpt per week on a series of uh, of uh, opinions on that uh, on the uh, economic uh, uh, inequality as it pertains to uh, uh, American African descent, uh, gotten out of my book. Uh, racism and hate uh, in American reality. We're going to critique it. We're going to break down. We're going to take an excerpt every week, put it out out on our blog uh, for our blogsters (laughs) to uh, uh, chime in on it. And uh, you all, my Facebook friends, check my blog out and get, uh, you know, opinionated about it. Uh, I need some uh, uh, feedback. And uh, see, uh, uh, if not, uh, what I'm talking about has some uh, relevancy uh, with uh, respect to uh, the income inequality that, uh, or the economic inequality that uh, the president and uh, uh, Marco uh, uh, Rubio uh, is talking about. This economic inequality that everybody seems to be talking about. Uh, see if not my uh two cent uh, worth of perspective is uh have some merit into uh, the causes uh, of this uh, disparity and see if my uh two cents worth of perspective has any validity in uh resolving uh, this uh, divide. Uh, When, in fact, I uh, strongly advocate uh, for uh, financial reparations for some 15 to 20 million Americans, African descent born prior to 1954, who was directly injured by the separate equal laws. Hey, uh, it's about, uh, wow, 10 minutes after 7 on the ATL. Beautiful uh, weekend, and y'all, yeah, we got a little golf in this week. Believe it or not, it was 70 degrees out there, y'all, 30 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> the Hushman was out on the golf course. I don't know I don't know what the score was. Who asked that? Somebody in the peanut gallery. I used to play with a cousin, a man. He swapping down that uh, there was no reason uh, to keep score in golf. That was he don't even know whether he put that little piece of uh, that pencil in the little scorecard. down there. on uh, put put them out for him, for every uh, golfer to go out there. They got a little scorecard and a pencil because it's well, working down. There was no uh, reason that uh, teams keep score. Of course, mostly uh, when he uh, came to that conclusion, when he was uh, a few strokes behind. But <laughs> hey, and, when he was uh, a few strokes ahead, he uh, he could keep everybody score. He'd keep everybody score in this ears. <laughs> as soon as he got a few strokes behind <laughs> he saw no reason for keeping school at all. So it's a matter of perspective. Is what this uh, economic uh inequality qualities about really we get right down to it (laughs) how the reason why we can look at the same set of figures that we're gonna we're gonna get into uh some of the uh some of the injuries that occurred under the uh separate equal laws y'all that had a profound a profound effect a negative effect on uh Americans referenced for some hundred years after the Civil War until today. That economic inequality that they're uh, talking about, uh, that economic inequality that uh, the conversation is about had its roots. As far as uh, the Amer- uh, Americans reference it, the African-American community, uh, that economic inequality had its roots, y'all. You know. In 1865, right there after the Civil War was over, <laughs> that thing it had its roots right there, it started right there after five, some five million folks was emancipated and then freed after the Civil War was over, set free with no property, no land, no education. That thing started down here right there. Now remember, prior to, prior to the war here in Georgia, some five hundred thousand slaves. <laughs> Had a value to the state of Georgia some uh over three hundred and fifteen million dollars It was more valuable than the land itself that's the value of their labor if you want to put a what was that three hundred million dollars for that was the value of their labor to the state of Georgia through taxes through it that was the value that's a value we can place I can place on it because that's what was on the uh the uh, uh, uh balance sheet there of the state of Georgia in eighteen sixty uh, the slaves uh, had a value of $315 million, a big number. That's primarily for their labor. So they could be, they made slaves, other else, but their labor uh, as slaves, a property. They worked more than the land itself. So after the war, so that value, that labor value, they did everything. They, <laughs> they occupied 95% of the skilled uh, labor jobs here in this state, my family. They occupied 95% of the skilled jobs here in the state of Georgia doing everything <laughs> from agriculture uh the South, you know, picking cotton and planting cotton, but also building roads, bridges, railroads, uh, buildings, churches, whatever. My family here in Georgia did that. Did that so they had all the skilled labor. Ninety-five percent of the skilled positions occupied by my family and fellow slaves prior to the Civil War. You yeah, know we're talking about here. They occupied everything. Some five hundred thousand of uh, blacks was uh, freed here in this state uh, of Georgia in eighteen sixty-five. What happened to this three hundred million dollars worth of labor value? That is that is the crust of uh my my argument, yeah. This profit this human property here in Georgia, this human property, some five hundred thousand strong, had a labor value. 315 million dollars in 1860 to the state of georgia So what the labor value was worth we placed that number there these 500 people doing all the work hey that labor the labor part of that capitalism uh, uh equation that included in labor the um, Parts and, and services and stuff like that getting it together the labor the labor was made up of the black slaves in in, in the south we're talking about here. so that labor had a value and that value on that those 500,000, we, we're just dealing with this, this state of Georgia because us mostly, but my family pretty much on my father's side, or my mother's family from Alabama, so I couldn't include those two states. Their history pretty much the same. This is pretty much the same. There some differences we'll get into later, but pretty much their history parallels uh each other. But here in Georgia, the 500,000 slaves had a there, some 350. Um, that information, by the way, comes from Reconstruction in Georgia by Miss Margaret Miss uh, C. Mildred Thompson. Reconstruction in Georgia by Miss. C. Mildred Thompson published in 1915 a noted, one of the uh, most noted historians of her day, Miss C. Mildred Thompson was, she provided that information about what the slave value was to uh, the state of Georgia. So uh, we we assume that it's correct. It was documented in newspapers at that time. The Assembly of Georgia kept records, and they had to have a budget. and All that stuff was laid out, and they got received good that They do today. Now, it's all open record stuff. So we know what the value of the slave was, at least the labor, their labor value. $315 million. What happened to that value after the Civil War? Yeah. What happened to that value, that collective three hundred million dollar value that they had in their labor, their free labor slave companies they, they do all the work. They got a big time value. What happened to that value that is that is the, that is the uh, elephant in the room in my uh, in my estimation. What happened to that $315 million value that the 500,000 slaves, including my ancestors, had in 1860 to the state government of Georgia? That value, that labor value that they had, what happened to it? That labor value, I'm going to tell you what happened to it. Uh, has it plays into this economic inequality that we're talking about? Uh, just like in any kind of accounting formula, you can't have uh, their uh, debits and credits. You can't have a credit over here without having a debit somewhere over here on this side of the ledger. Well, look at look at the uh, the situation in an accounting ledger. You've got your credits and your debits on the side of that. So you got the value of these slave, enslaved uh, people over here, $300,000, dollars they the backbone of the financial system here. That value, you've got the uh, ledger here in the Civil War <laughs> on the other side of that ledger, when that value over here it disappeared and it did disappear, it has to show up over there on the other side of the ledger. That's to show up on the other side of the ledger as a credit, yeah. You know, over, never over, or vice versa, whatever. That didn't happen. Uh, the 500,000 freed, f- newly freed Americans it sh- showed up on that other side of that ledger worthless, with no value whatsoever. With no value whatsoever uh that in lies the problem that lies the problem you we're going to get into it that lies the problem that 300 million dollar value on this side of the accounting ledger did not transfer on the other side of that ledger after that civil war was over that 300 million dollar value that the slaves had and their labor over there has to remain with that body of people. Now, yeah, the landowners, they got, uh, did they get the uh, reparated for their so-called property? Yeah. They uh, uh, <laughs> they uh, uh, increased the value of their land. They <laughs> increased the value of their property, of their real estate. Their real estate was for some 45 cents an acre to some $2 an acre in some places here in Georgia reappraising the value of their land up because of the uh, uh 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 some of their property had been uh taken away property value that they got a million dollar value uh uh, uh, pro- uh uh in property uh, they took all that value away from that property on the other side of that uh, Leslie, which was that six hundred thousand dead in the Civil War, they took they took all that uh all that value away from uh, that group of Americans. We're going to get into uh, some of the things that happened, y'all. That's about twenty two minutes after. First, we're going to take a quick pause for the call. We'll be right back, back. After that, you got me to hush more. Hang in there. back to the Hasmore Black Forum. February twenty-second, yeah, twenty-fourteen. Uh, last month in uh, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Boy, having some kind of real coup going down over there in uh, the Ukraine, y'all. You know, I don't know what's going on. Look at like government done picked up, left. Said so the president done left the left the. Left the office there. Left the government. <coughs> he done, he the, the opposition is in control of the government. Look like over there in Ukraine, yeah. I don't know what's going on. They having a coup over there. Or something. They had one. Same thing going on down in Caracas. Look like Venezuela. Worlds apart. Unrest all over the world. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. know. Huh? <laughs> we the president got his hands full. He and then, then he got as much problems he got in the rest of the world. He got uh, uh, that much with uh, his own uh, his own Congress, his own Congress fighting as hard against them as uh, enemies around the world. Our own Congress is fighting as hard against this president as our foreign enemies. Yeah, that's a fact. And the shame. And the disgrace. Our president is under the same attack uh, from our Congress <laughs> that he is from our enemies. Now that just uh, 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 is crazy. That's just crazy. Yeah. In my mind. In my mind. Go out and take my post up, yeah, a second post in a series of posts dealing with the uh, economic inequality from my book. Go read my book if you really want to get in on uh, the conversation. Go get my book. It's three ninety nine. I I can't put the whole thing on there, you know? all <laughs> It took five years to research this book. I can't, I can't put it down there.
0: Well, first of all,
2: it's not enough space. I got, I got enough uh, uh, stuff out there for you uh, to whet your uh, appetite. Yeah, go check it out. Go, go to HasbroBAC.com. Follow the link to my blog page to get in on the conversation. See a recent uh, post. You'll see a recent post somewhere uh, up there on the right. Follow. Follow the link and... Get involved in the conversation, y'all. It's important. I'm telling your Facebook friends: get involved, get engaged, get engaged. That's what we do out here. We advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African Not because we don't love everybody. Try to tell everybody that right now. We love everybody. We just have to be a part of that community who uh, sorely need uh, all the advocacy we can get. Our our community is in woeful economic shape compared to uh, the society at large. We make up some thirteen percent of the society, but uh we make up about sixty percent of the jail population. You now something is something is something is wrong with that equation. Our economic status is woefully uh out of balance with the uh with the rest of uh, the society, that's what the that, uh, economic inequality is about in our community. Now, remember, remember before you start jumping up and down, we just talking about uh, my community, America's African descent. Now we realize there's a lot of poor folks more white poor folks in the country than uh, uh, than blacks because we're smaller. Uh, uh, percentage of uh, the masses uh, that's that's a given. So we realize uh, there are other poor folks in the country. We're not spiting uh, uh, them. We just happen to be uh, advocating on behalf of this microcosm of uh, the society. This 13% over here, which we're a part of, which has suffered greatly and uniquely uh, under uh, the laws of uh, the country that affected this class of Americans differently and uniquely different because of uh, the color of their skin. we advocate advocating on behalf of that class of Americans here today in this economic inequality debate. That, that's, what we, that's what we're about. We, we love everybody. We've got them to get somebody else. Uh, we, uh, we ain't looking for no reparation from uh, no uh, wealth redistribution from no citizens, uh-uh, because I'm looking for financial reparation from uh, the republic uh, that is uh, the government of this country, including state government state government, the federal government. Uh, that's Republican. Uh, I ain't having this. We the people are the government. uh, No. Uh, the laws on the books uh, uh, of the Republic uh, uh, was the laws on the books. Now, if you want to jump in there and say that uh, somehow you're married to the laws, then uh, I'll hold you uh, um, 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 culpable. But I'm dealing with the uh, state. Not the uh, southern uh, poor, poor uh, folks ain't, poor white folks ain't got no money. They ain't got no money. To give me. We ain't even talking to me. I ain't even talking to the racists. And that's twenty percent racists still in the country today, y'all. That's a big number, by the way. Fifty, sixty million people don't like this president, railing against this president just because of his race. Now that's a big number, y'all. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Railing against the president more so than our foreign enemies (laughs) yes uh, indeed that's a dangerous place to take the country it's a dangerous place to take this country Uh, so of all the injustices that we point out in my book that affect this economic inequality that uh, we have here in the country today, none, perhaps none was more devastating than uh, this second uh, post that I'm uh, putting out, uh, that I put out uh, on my blog today. From my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, involving uh, the economic inequality debate that's uh, front and center uh, in the country today this single act is perhaps the most devastating and longest lasting of all uh, the injustices that occurred during the hundred years after the civil war this single uh injustices. yeah you yeah, pick up my book because you, uh, uh, um, you may get lost in this conversation here because a lot of folks don't know anything about uh, what I'm about to uh, uh, talk about. Get my book. This is the story of the Southern Homestead Act of 1866. Today, now, we're talking about 1866. What is that? 1866 from uh what we at here, 2014 get your, get your calculators out y'all 2014 1866 we're talking about eight uh from ten let's see that's uh four 148 years ago 148 years ago y'all The story of the Southern Homestead Act of 1866, That one single, this one single story, perhaps, uh, was the most devastating of, and longest lasting of all of the
0: injustices that
2: affect our economic disparity in the country today. African reference, that my family. African-American, no, I thought you said so African-Americans all right, I refer to Myself as an American of African descent, I, I'm uniquely uh, uh, indigenous to uh, the United States of America simply because uh, my family has been there some seven, eight generations. My great-great-granddaddy uh, Dan Cameron uh, was born down in uh, Troop County, Georgia in 1820. Slate, his mother was born down in Troop County it, before it was a county in uh, 1784. Before uh, the Constitution, so I'm uniquely uh, indigenous to the United States of America, maybe okay? not North American continent. No, my ancestors were drugged over here on the uh, in chains on on the slave ship. No doubt, but. Uh, as far as being indigenous to this country of uh, the United States of America, I am, and I am, an American of African descent. I ain't no more, no less uh, me. Uh, So we got to get that behind us now. But, uh, yeah, the Southern Homestead Act of 1866, y'all. Y'all get your pencils out and get your ears out. Because it's important. That was the beginning of, uh, that was the beginning of uh, this economic disparity that's uh, so uh, so prevalent today in the, the society, especially among um, American Africans in that community. The Southern Homestead Act, y'all remember I told you, here in Georgia, 500,000 slaves had a Labor value, their labor value to the state of Georgia is $315 million, 1860. That same value, that same labor value disappeared after that Civil War was over, here. the big, uh, the big mystery. Here's uh, what went down there, With the Southern Homestead that during and after the Civil War. President Abraham Lincoln and the Republicans were in consultation with the various groups who was advocating for the overthrow of slavery, including several free black leaders, like Frederick Douglass, like Sojourner Truth, and a host of of other white abolitionist groups from the North. They were seeking answers to how best to deal with the 5 million Americans who were about to become free, Americans, how best to assimilate these new free people into this free white society. How is that going to occur? Some people are talking about sending them back to Africa. They're about sending them here, sending them there, doing this, uh, uh, putting them back on the campaign. This is what they came up with through these consultations. Abraham Lincoln himself. He was then they won't know what are we gonna do here. But remember by then all kinds of forces was driving the civil war. Oh, um, there was some external powers driving the Civil War at this time by the way. However, one of the things that Frederick Douglass in a group of the abolitionists opposed to President Abraham Lincoln that needed to be satisfied in order to best help the newly free people assimilate into the new society would be first they needed three things. First, they had to be educated. They're eighty five, ninety percent of them was deliberate. They had to be educated. It's the first thing you have to do, when you turn. Second, they had to have access to a certain amount of real estate to occupy three of the former slave uh, holders they had to have some real estate to occupy third they had to have access to a certain amount of capital it's a certain amount of capital they had to have these three things in order to successfully assimilate into the greater society. Education, access to real estate, and a certain amount of capital. Or remember the capital value of this out of the accounting ledger, which was a Civil War, three hundred fifteen million dollars. So the five hundred thousand Ex-slaves here in Georgia, you think they should have had access to that same $300 million on the other side of the Civil War through Uh, whatever means that the Congress so desired to set up to uh, accomplish that goal. They had to come up with, they value, they worth, they net value had to remain. $300 $300 million at least for the group of 500,000 ex slaves. That's my calculation looking at it from an accounting standpoint where you got credits and debits here. You got to keep that thing balanced, y'all. You got to keep it balanced. The $300 million disappeared on the other side of the accounting equation. That can't happen, but it did happen. Okay, here come. Lincoln and the Republicans' solutions to all of these consultations that they've had with, the like, some Douglas and the other abolitionists, they come up with the Southern Homestead Act of 1866. This thing was all; they did a lot of different things. They came up with a lot of things associated around it, including the Freeman Bureau. The Freedmen's Bureau. Oh yeah, they had a Freedmen's Bureau. This quasi federal government agency set up to deal with the problems of the ex-slaves. The Freedmen's Bureau. Y'all heard of it? That thing was. That thing was. Yeah, that thing was all inclusive, y'all. The Freedmen's Bureau set up to deal with uh uh the problems of the free men and uh the southern homestead act southern homestead act provided for the set of that of 46 million acres of property of real estate in five southern states y'all yeah, you know, yeah. Anybody here? Y'all heard of the Forty Acres in the Me? Forget about it. It was there too. But let me. This is where the land is at right here. Forty-six million acres of property of real estate was set aside in the Southern Homestead Act. This is all federal property. This is not former land landowners, a white people land. This is a federal government property in five southern states belonging to, property belonging to, everything belongs to federal government that didn't belong to the states. Remember that. Federal government own more property than any single citizen in the country. This is all they property. They set that aside in the Southern Homestead Act. 46 million acres to make it available primarily for the ex- Slave to provide some of that economic foothold that abolitionists and Frederick Douglass had suggested prior to and during
0: the Civil War.
2: Yeah. Hey, this is this is this is it. Right. This is the single biggest thing, the single biggest injustice that happened to the five million newly freed Americans. This, this little episode right here, that Southern Homestead Act that was put in place in 1866, passed by the Republican. I remember Lincoln got assassinated. Lane got assassinated, never had a chance to act on his biggest, uh, uh, ambition that was to, uh, do right by those, uh, people who had, uh, who had, uh, been the object of so many uh deaths in that civil war. To do right by them and he the Republican Congress under here got that Southern Homestead Act in, got the free Mass bureau put in place. Uh the whites in the South went crazy, yeah. The South went crazy. Rebelling against that uh Southern Homestead Act, yeah. They fought that Southern Homestead Act with Tooth and nail for ten years. The Civil Equal Laws played a profound uh, uh, a part in um, not allowing the ex-slaves to acquire that forty-six million acres. Yeah, that thing stayed on the books for ten years, from eighteen sixty-six until. 1876, the Southern Homestead Act allocating some 46 million acres in Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, and Arkansas, 43 million acres of that land was returned to the government after the uh, in 1876, unclaimed because of the separate equal laws because of the discrimination that prevented uh, the newly freed people from acquiring that property, which would have been a nucleus to set them up economically to better uh, assimilate uh, into the society and to retain some of the labor value that they had on this side of the county scale on this side of the pre-civil war um that's counting scale there you know the 300 million dollars here in georgia that value has to transfer over it did not that value would have transferred over if in fact that 46 million acres would have been given or allocated much like the home this is not a gift you have to homestead that land. You have to live on it and work it and uh, 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 make your living off of it. We had all the skills to do just that at that time, had we been allowed. One of the other things we would have did, it would have took labor, cheap labor, away from the landowners. They didn't want that to happen. They made sure that didn't happen. Thus, uh, the 7th of equal the, the oppressive Jim Crow laws that popped up, they didn't want that. They saw that that didn't happen over the next 90 years after that Civil War, they took away uh, on purpose 14th Amendment rights protection of a mass of Americans, see, Americans drafting descent, for 100 years. Now, uh, everybody's wondering what happened. Uh, why is there such an economic divide? This is the initial reason here this Southern Homestead, the allocation of this 46 million acres. It has been uh, estimated that this 30 million uh, 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 acres of this 46 million could have sustained two and a half million blacks (laughs) forever had they been allowed to occupy that land. Kate had they been able to occupy that forty six million acres of property, we would be the society would be in a much much different a place today economically the economic inequality would be in a much much different place today. I'm really on you got me to husville here talking about the economic inequality that's existing in the country, uh front and center on the, the nation's country. We we got a perspective on it, yeah. We got our own perspective on it. We think it's relevant. Y'all yeah, get my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. Take a look and see if uh, what I say is relevant and see if what I see is relevant to the conversation about uh, economic inequality, and see if not uh, racism had a part to play in it, see if not a system of government that uh, was racist had a a part in it. We, reparation, by the way, is not a dirty word. (laughs) <laughs> reparations are going to be good for everybody y'all <laughs> not only for the poor blacks that, that was injured but for the economy as a whole oh yeah they got uh uh reparation uh that's gonna be good for the economy as, as a whole yeah <laughs> yeah first first thing first hey y'all I don't know. I'm still trying to keep an eye on y'all what's going on over there uh, over there in uh, Ukraine and I look over at a month and somebody's talking about George Zimmerman. Why in the world is somebody still talking about George Zimmerman? I'll never know. What reason do anybody have to talk about I mean, this guy's getting more play on public TV than uh, uh, (laughs) the president, almost. This guy didn't kill somebody. I
0: don't know.
2: So over 10 years of the Southern Homestead Act stayed on the books the separate equal laws and the uh, oppressive uh, tactics of uh, uh, the government of the, of the, of the South uh, prevented uh, that land from being uh, distributed to or occupied by uh, the free to uh, slaves here. It's just a fact that uh, because they were not allowed to occupy that land, they never, And uh, uh, the fact that the $300 million that the uh, labor was valued at prior to the Civil War disappeared uh, into this massive black hole, in this case, this massive white hole, that uh, we never was able to recover economically from that point on. Because remember, in order to to, uh, keep us from acquiring that land, they had to take away our 14th Amendment rights. They had to come up with these separate equal laws that deprived us of uh, accessing that freedom. Yeah, that's what happened. That's just a fact. that's, that's just a fact. We can look, read, read the book. I traced it out. Read uh, 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 The Southern Homestead. Read uh, Michael Lanza. Yeah, Michael Lanza's book on that. If you want to know something about those 46. Uh, a Million Acres, read "Aquarianism and Reconstruction Politics, the Southern Homestead Act by Michael L. Lanza. That's where I get the, my research there from that little thing. I just opinionate on it, but yeah, go get that book, "Aquarianism and Reconstruction Politics, the Southern Homestead Act, if you want, uh, if you want some validation into what I'm talking about. We we I had nothing. We just dug the stuff up and put it in a timeline. Y'all, you know. that that had a profound effect on my family because my great great granddaddy Dan here is my great great granddaddy Dan in eighteen seventy. Got tons of skills. Been working with one of the biggest builders as a slave in Troop County, building buildings, bridges, and everything else down there got all the skills necessary to clean uh, that property of the timber, sell it back to the textile mill, sell it to whoever, plant, live, uh, raise, uh, whatever on that property. They got all the skills and did all the work for 200 years. uh, Blacks got a hold to that 46 million acres we wouldn't be having this economic inequality debate as it pertains to Americans of African descent. Now, it might be some poor people still in the country, no doubt, but we wouldn't be talking about it. It wouldn't be a pronounced uh, black and white issue like it is today. That It wouldn't be uh, that at all if we had been allowed to uh, get that 46 million acres. They say 2.5 million people could have lived on 30 million, million acres forever. Going until today, at least. That would have solved all the problems. The whites didn't want the blacks to assimilate into society because of this anti-amalgamation doctrine that they uh, swore to under the table amongst themselves. This anti-amalgamation doctrine that they swore to under the table. Uh, for fear of this miscegenation type of uh, arrangement that uh, Blacks somehow assimilated into the society. That's what it was all about. It's part of it. Racism. No doubt. That's just a fact. When he met it, nobody, nobody mm-hmm. <laughs> We just uh, point out a fact of history, a fact of reality. This American reality here, we can't keep calling us. Everybody's talking about the economic uh, inequality. There's a big economic inequality throughout society, black and white. We just look at our, my community, part of this equation and uh, ascertain that, yeah, there's a economic inequality. But there's also an economic inequality uh, suffered by a class of Americans that is uniquely different than the economic equality that exists over here. And those, uh, that class of Americans has already went through a, uh, litigated period of, uh, trials to, uh, correct, uh, the inequality on their behalf but was never ever reparated for those uh, injuries but we here today uh, uh demand that uh, uh the government uh, uh look into it we would uh, demand that the government look into uh how is it that we go about petition uh, and it for uh, uh, for uh, a case already uh, that's been ruled uh, in 1954, yeah. Yeah, and that Brown thing, that yeah, Brown overturned Plessy. Plessy was devastating. Plessy had his arms out, had his tentacles uh, uh, on uh, our inability to achieve uh, throughout the city. Yeah, Plessy, that took us pretty much out of... Uh, I was to say, throughout, economically, socially, mentally, any other kind of way you can think of. Hey, uh, it's about, uh, wow, 8 o'clock, y'all, straight up and down in the ATM. All time flies when you're having fun, as they say. As they say that forty six million acres, yeah huh? the wonders for uh, not only uh, America's but for the nation. Can you imagine that you've got uh five million people with their own property uh doing their own thing uh, setting up their own uh businesses. <laughs> in such a way that uh um uh, and out of uh out of white society pretty much i mean they and my family would have ran <laughs> my family would have ran to get that property y'all from the truth county probably by the way y'all the story we ain't telling the story yet oh no we ain't telling all the story this is just one part of it we're just getting into it now remember i said that this is <laughs> this is uh, a <laughs> The single most devastating uh, injury that occurred, and that occurred right off the bat of a 10-year period from 1866 to 1876. This was a, a single most devastating blow From then, It got, uh, 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 there uh, was a lot of injustices added on because remember, in order to take away that land, they had to take away our 14th Amendment protection, and they did that. That happened. In order to take away the land, the 46 million acres, they had to uh, suppress our 14th Amendment rights, and that—that's exactly what happened. 43 million of that, uh, 43 million acres of that property, went back to the federal government. Property uh, which, by the way, was later gobbled up by northern industrialists and other capitalists in the South, who robbed. Uh, of uh, the property of uh, the timber made, be, uh, billions of of yeah. <laughs> made billions of dollars I of it. Made billions of dollars I Yeah. So the denial, uh, the denial of this real estate to some 5 million Americans of descent, which has been estimated could have supported 2.5 million people. With <laughs> 10 million acres my friend. That thing dealt a severe economic uh, found, uh, blow. Delta severe blow to the economic foundation that uh, was necessary for the new retrieved people to assimilate on a somewhat more equal basis into the rest of the free uh, society. Uh, the submission now of access to real estate plays a large role in the economic inequality that exists in the country today. That initial denial of access to real estate plays a large role in the economic inequalities that exist in the country today. That Southern Homestead Act setting aside 46 million acres of land that was denied uh, uh, the newly freed Americans play a large role in the economic inequality today. That's a fact, yeah. A little known black history fact. For black history, Martha, y'all, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. (laughs) Y'all got to go back and get this. Y'all got to go back and pull the show down because that was the end of uh, a series of uh, blogs that were posted on my blog dealing with the economic inequality in the country, y'all. The first, this is the second It was on the 46 million acres that were set aside for the newly freed slaves in the Southern Homestead Act of 1866. That thing devastated us coming out to shoot after slavery there. Uh, I contend that the 500,000 slaves here in Georgia, which we base uh, our research on, we're from Georgia, my family's from Georgia, so we look at that microcosm of a, uh, um, uh, uh, um, a, a sample to uh, tell our story. What happened here in Georgia? And those five million slaves turned free uh, in 1865. We just talked about 500,000 that was here in Georgia. We had a value, a labor value, to the state of Georgia, some $315 million in the uh, 1860 but after the war was over that labor value disappeared into nothing no land, no capital, no real estate no education, no nothing It was completely wiped away the land in this Southern Homestead Act would have provided for a uh, financial nucleus through the real estate whatever to the southern slave owners land owners, they reappraise the value of their land upward to make up for the loss of the slave human property that's what happened yeah. So that equation that accounting equation that debit and credit thing and that accounting thing got off balance because $300 million disappeared from that labor value over here on the other side of that warrior for 600,000 people done died here and value got to stay the same because remember those 5 million people how they got there was through was through prayer take out that down through prayer through praying to Almighty God that's how they got to this point that's how they got to their salvation there back in
0: eighteen
2: sixty-five. How about uh what Abraham Lincoln Thomas Jeff- and Thomas uh, Jefferson and Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee got together and just had to go to war over y'all and kill six hundred thousand people? Absolutely not. Furthest from the truth. The man upstairs handsome. Uh, the prayers of uh, his people. It's as simple as that, y'all. Hey, don't get the Hushbowl started. Hey, y'all, got me the husband just rambling on out there. We're going to take the quick calls for the calls, having a lot of fun. My Facebook friends, how y'all? Take this show and pass it on to a friend. <laughs> tell them the Hushbowl's on the road out there tonight. <laughs> hey, y'all, tell, tell a story. Anybody listening? <laughs> We're going to take a break, y'all. We're having too much fun. <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: <laughs>
2: We're having too much fun out here, y'all. <laughs> y'all hang out. We're going to be right back.
1: Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us, Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in cyberspace.
2: That's about, wow, 13 minutes after 8, y'all, in the ATM, I got a mouthful of chocolate, you I got a mouthful of chocolate. Somebody had some chocolate in it? Still left over for Valentine's Day. Mmm. That was chocolate good for you or what? That's all kind of different theories about chocolate. It is addictive, I know that about it. We're sticking to it. That accounting equation. Everybody want to discount <coughs> the labor of the slaves. That's the problem. I just talked to a couple of CPAs in there off the air. They said, oh, no, the, the equation was even out because uh, the white man uh, <laughs> uh, reappraised his property. Up. But what about the slave? What about the slave labor? What about those children of God Almighty? What about their 300 years of slave labor? That's what disappeared. The 300 years of slave labor value that they had uh that they had uh, got put in place, three hundred years of what what called a of goodwill of, of of labor goodwill. What about their three hundred years of labor goodwill that they had put in uh, to be stripped away? Stripped away. You talking about going with the wind? <laughs> that this is what was going with the wind. That three hundred million dollar uh, labor value that they uh, possessed before that civil war uh that disappeared with the wind afterwards they stripped them of all of their value <laughs> uh yeah this is telling me about the accounting praises being equal because they uh somehow re-evaluated their property up but what about the people <laughs> what can what happened to their value their 300 years of goodwill uh, a free labor goodwill. <laughs> what about that value? That value uh, is the uh, problem of t- uh, today. And with economic divide, that value is the missing uh, a piece of the puzzle, y'all, that was stripped away from uh, the ex-slaves. You follow that thing on down, you'll find that uh, what I say makes sense. <laughs> hey, you follow that thing, uh, you'll find that what I say makes all the sense in the world, you know, on all kinds of different levels, from moral to legal to uh, just plain old right, <laughs> human right. You follow that thing, uh, you'll see that what I say makes all the sense in the world, you know. Hey, that's that's Dashmo's argument, y'all, and he's going to stick with it (laughs) while I'm out here in this space. While I'm, we're going to make our argument and stick with it, y'all. Read my book, Racism and Hate, y'all. A great, great read. Everybody, it ain't just a black book. It's for the citizens of America, y'all. It's for my fellow American citizens. Everybody could uh, learn something from this book. This ain't no hate book. This is about history about uh, the economic inequality what happened how it happened what what are the remnants of (laughs) it. yeah we need follow me y'all every week this was my second installment dealing with the initial and the most devastating injustices that occurred uh in those uh years after the civil war when uh we went through this political purgatory as i like to refer to it as this political purgatory where uh our 14th amendment rights uh were uh severely uh uh hampered, uh causing uh economic uh, calamity within our uh, community for uh, the 90 years that it uh, was in place and uh did uh damage that uh Still, uh, that still, uh, they still have us at a set of disadvantage today. Some hundred forty-eight years after uh, the Civil War, so we they look at, us, oh yeah, it's just a bunch of idle black folks out there, lazy, don't want to work. No, it's not the case at all. I, I'm, I'm not defending that. We some of the hardest people in, uh, working people in the world, the world's ever known. Americans of African since black. African-Americans, that's what you want. Some of the hardest working people. This world is up and yeah? down. No doubt. Uh, uh, <laughs> I put our work ethic against any group of people. I put our work ethic against any group of people. Yeah, I'm biased. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stand up. So, no, I ain't buying that. That's the reason, yeah. There's a reason. Man, that's, what are you? You're a liberal, progressive, or conservative? No. I'm a victim. I'm, I belong, hey, they, I'm a victim of a system that uh, took away uh, my 14th Amendment rights. I belong to a class of people who were victimized by 14th Amendment Here, uh, yeah. Yes, that's true, am I'm a victim of that system. It's so all good, y'all. We're gonna. <laughs> hey, that's just the first hour. We're gonna. Uh, what else is in the news, y'all? The Braves. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, baseball season here, y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna have a heck of a team, you We are paying everybody. We don't uh our shortstop, Slim. We done paid that boy $58 million. We spending money like a drunk sailor. (laughs) Hey, the Atlanta Braves spending money like a drunk sailor, y'all. We must think we the Yankees or somebody spending money like we spending. (laughs) Everybody making big bucks. Everybody making a big buck on that team today. Ain't ain't nobody on that team making up $6 million a year. Nobody. That's a big payroll, (laughs) y'all. That's a big big payroll, that. We got a big, big... Mm-mm. Ain't nobody making another $6 million, $7 million, y'all. We just signed Andrew, Simmons, uh, our shortstop, for seven years, we said, that young team, all that young team got to do is get better and keep, but they're going to be around for another five or six years, y'all. Huh? They're going to be there for another five or six years, y'all. Huh? There's going to be something to deal with, too. They going to be something to deal with, y'all. I'm going to tell you. The brain... Mm-hmm. Is it here? 20 23 after eight here. We we uh trying to see who out there in in base everybody's got a big payroll, they I mean, just a brave, but this year I mean we done spent 135 135 54 58 let's see 14 for Jason. Oh, wow. Oh, for four players. We're spent out 200. Wow. That's 235, $260 million for the contracts on four players here, y'all. That's what the Braves are done. They have spent $260 million on four players, four, four, four contracts. Wow. Hey, I guess they got it. That baseball is good work if you can find them. Uh, uh, if you can find it. That's good work if you can find it, yeah. That base, playing that baseball, that's good That's good work if you can find it. No doubt. $260 million on four players. Whew. We're going to have a heck of a team, though, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a juggernaut. And we're going to need it because <laughs> we're going to need it because there's some bad boys out there. We need to jump on them like we did this year, go off on about a 12-game winning streak and don't look back. That's what we did last year. We went on about a 12-game winning streak and then the back. When we came up for air, we was 14 games out. Folks didn't know what uh, hit us. What? <laughs> the nationals didn't know what hit us. Before they knew it, they was 15 back before the All-Star break. And we second wind. From that point on, you know, we put our foot down. Had a great, great season. A disappointing preseason, but a uh, postseason. But uh, that that season—that that's what I like about baseball. Because I like to follow the season. You don't know what's going to happen. The whole season is uh, relevant. That whole season is uh, relevant. You got to play that 162 games, and. uh, Normally the best the best the best team are you know, gonna win that thing. Normally. Now we I I think we may have got short change too. I think we may have got short change up. That's just what I say now, because remember I'm president. Because, <laughs> oh, absolutely. We <laughs>
0: we we president y'all, because we
2: we uh <laughs> we're home we're a homer. But yeah, we uh, look looking forward to baseball season starting. I was trying to get some info on the Braves. Try to see what, uh, trying to hit my uh, hit the internet up real quick and see if there's any news. They should have a they they next week. Should they be having a, a preseason game? The Orioles talking about going out now. Some kind of spring training. I ain't, no, no, that's why I ain't got no money for that, no more. No, we retired you know, to write books and tell, tell them books out the club. We, we, we can't, we're we going to get down there, though, y'all. We're going we gonna to break off something. We're going we gonna to find a way to get down there one of these years of spring training. Y'all go out there and buy, and buy my book, and uh, that's going will be down there next year. Y'all go out there and buy my book. Hey, my Facebook friends, what's up? Tell a friend. black dot com. Go to my site. Go to my blog. Get involved, y'all. Get engaged. It's important. This conversation is important. They're talking about sending us back to the plantation, here, y'all. <laughs> y'all don't know, with the craziness that's going on in the states. <laughs> Y'all better keep an eye out what's going on in these states, y'all. They're taking away rights, people's rights. You can't take away one group of people's rights without uh, affecting everybody, y'all.
0: Y'all better know
2: that. The government better know that. You can't take away rights of one group of people no more. You're going to affect, you affect everybody, the whole citizenry. Citizens better know it, black and white. They all better know it when the government starts taking away rights of one group of people. Uh, (laughs) When the government starts taking away rights of one group of people, everybody's rights are in jeopardy. That's just a fact. When this government starts taking away rights, everybody's rights are in jeopardy. So I'd urge them all to be to to use caution just because you're in power today uh, and think you can take the rights away from uh, this group of people and uh, you're isolated from that old adage about what goes around comes around. I'm here to tell you that you're not. There's nothing new under the sun as the scriptures have you know, what goes around surely comes around. So that's just the law of nature, the law of God on man, the law of man. Hey, so, uh, hey, you uh, we're going to take another quick one. Another quick pause for the calls here, y'all. This night is slipping away from us. We're having so much fun with the uh, conversation. We can't wait to see how my book is received. Just been out there for about two weeks now, y'all. Yeah. Another two weeks. First of this month. That's my birthday, really. <laughs> so we're going to see when we really get that out there and start uh, promoting it, which we're doing. We we publish our book ourselves, self-published. com. if y'all want to writing the book, go to authorhouse.com tell them the Hushma recommended you <laughs> hey Hushma, get a break on that too y'all, if y'all interested in writing a book use my name as a reference at authorhouse.com check my book for my for the proper author's name
1: <laughs> hey Hey uh
2: we gotta take another quick before the uh calls so, you uh, We'll be right back. You got me to Hushmo, y'all hang in there.
1: Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in Cyberspace.
2: You know, Gary's, uh all over the place trying to figure out how I supposed to come up with this accounting equation. Come up with it kind of equation because people discounted three hundred years of free labor, <laughs> of, of the slaves. They they throwing that thing out the window, and that's pretty much what happened. Everybody failed to uh, honor value in that 300 years of slavery they failed to honor the value of that uh, slave labor after that civil war was a part of the problem you know a big part of the problem I say Wow we were just looking at uh, the turmoil that's flared up over there in Ukraine, uh Russian president President had to call uh Putin today. The president called the Russian president Putin today, uh, trying to uh come to some kind of understanding about what in the world's going on over there. People dying in the street. People are dying in the street over there and uh, look like uh, that thing is out of control. I said something about the government. The president over there hasn't left the Capitol. He done left a <laughs> to the building. To the, he done left the building to the uh, opposition, opposition and all the news companies, where the president used to be. He gone. We don't know what's, who's in charge right now. I don't think nobody knows anything about who's in charge. I think, nothing. I think it's serious, y'all. Oh, it's gonna dominate the. Uh, it's gonna dominate the uh, morning show. I think it's gonna dominate the morning show, y'all. It's got to. They signed some kind of, some kind of peace treaty. And then the president
0: disappeared.
2: They ain't seen him yet. That, I I guess that's the signature on that piece of paper, y'all. I don't know. That's what I don't know. I guess I, I guess that's this piece of paper. I mean the signature on that piece of paper. You okay, can't nobody know. Nobody knows where he's at. He not fled the country, maybe. Well we don't know that. We just did. we talking about that. This ain't serious news recording, y'all. <laughs> we we ain't quoting nothing from the A P. <laughs> <We> just <laughs> This ain't serious news content here, y'all. We we just off the country. Don't start no rumors. We ain't starting no rumors out here on the actual platform.
0: For
2: <laughs> we don't start rumors out here, y'all. <laughs> we, we don't know where the president of Ukraine is at. We don't know if there's a signature or not. We don't know nothing. <laughs> We just know about what uh,
0: we hear.
2: We just skim, uh, skimming through uh, what's going on out right there on the internet,
0: yeah.
2: Somebody's because they have stuff out there on in the internet number. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> hey. We do know there are some uh, some uh, pretty pretty uh, Some pretty uh, violent-looking uh, pictures coming back from uh, there in the, uh, Ukraine. We do know that. There are some crazy, crazy violent images coming back from uh, the Ukraine now yeah, this evening. It's, uh look like has the making of a world uh, crisis. There's a world crisis, no doubt. Anytime you get uh, the government shooting into a crowd of its, uh, of its own citizens, there's a, uh, there's a crisis. Another crisis, y'all. Yeah. Anytime you got that uh, scenario. Venus Williams wins Dubai title for third time. Congratulations, Miss Venus Williams, you yeah. She got the job, done. Being <laughs> Venus 33, y'all, still playing like a teenager. Still winning stuff. She won New Bay, y'all. That's trending on the, for the third time. Check out what Miss Venus Williams is doing. Yeah.
1: 45th career WTA title That's 33. Wow, go Venus.
2: But those old system is done, y'all. There's nothing short of. A miracle. She decked off too in this the, the outfit she got on. Oh, you know, she designed her own clothes. Venus got money here. This ain't no uh, Venus got money here, you oh, know. I got to like this. Mm-hmm. I got to like it. I got to like Venus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they do, that, Wow. Aliza Cornet, who beat the little younger sister here. Let me mess with young sister there. Venus must take the weight. Wow. Wow. All right, Miss Venus. Well, you don't want big tennis stuff, yeah. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big, big tennis fan. Yeah, I like tennis. I like, the, I, I, you know, enjoy the game. No, I, I, I think I would enjoy playing the game. Had I, you know, got into it at a young age, I believe I would, I believe I would excel at the game of tennis because I, I really enjoy uh, that game, and uh, I enjoy watching it now. Well, obviously uh, Serena and Venus uh, um, um, increased increase my uh increase my uh, uh interest in the game. They increased my interest in the game, but no, I liked tennis uh, before uh, Venus and uh, before Venus and Serena came on the scene though. So yeah. But uh I don't know, Venus. <laughs> mess around and get Venus back started. She went in tournaments at 33. Well, they playing, though. They playing for the uh, 2016 Olympics down there in uh, Rio. Y'all. they trying to make it to Rio. Oh, yeah. they trying to make it to Rio. All right. I, I, I wouldn't bet against them. I, they trying to get to Rio, and I wouldn't bet against those sisters. I believe they uh, got every uh, opportunity in the world the last two more years. They'd be a real serious <laughs> contender. A real serious contender there uh, in, the, in Rio in two years in the Olympics. All those girls uh, the real deal, yeah. Some of the greatest athletes, two of the greatest athletes we, we've ever seen you in this thing. Alfred Selena, real up the top uh, five. Male or female? That's just me. Male or female? She was one of my favorites, uh, athletes. Real favorite athletes. Right up there with Big Jim and Bo. <laughs> Big Jim Brown and Bo Jackson, I yeah. Alfred Selena, in that crowd. I'll put a letter there in that crowd. That's where that athletes go. No doubt. Hey uh, my Facebook friends, what's up? Check my website, check my blog, get engaged uh, We got to see in games. We can't uh we cannot uh, be just what the conversation is about. <laughs> Those people, those Americans can no longer just sit back and be what the conversation is about. We have to be part of uh, the conversation. Just 90% of us seldom heard uh, from. Obviously, our top 10 and our telemedicine is out there every day advocating on our behalf, doing a great, 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 great job for us, our top 10. I tell the 10th as W.E.B. Du Bois uh, coined this. some 100 years ago. I tell, I tell the 10th. They're out there every day advocating on our behalf. Just look at them. we got some marvelous uh, advocates out there, from Joanne Reed, Melissa Harris, to Al Sharpton, to Michael Dyson, to uh, Cornell West, to Tabitha Smiley, to... Uh, you name it, Jonathan Lockhart, to just a host of uh, on and on of our top talented of people making up less than one percent of our community. <laughs> those all those things that can go on all night make up less than one percent of our community. That other name is us that other ninety nine percent voiceless uh people who seldom heard from is us. We, out here the National Black Forum, try to provide a platform for those that other over 90% that are vocally missing from the conversation. We believe that along with the the that we've had all along, advocating have given our behalf, the element percent have to step up, prop up, those uh that uh, out front we have to provide food for uh, thought for the to carry on their work and at the same time part of uh, the conversation we have to be part of the conversation we have to get engaged in uh, the conversation
0: yeah
1: All of our communities have to be involved in this economic uh,
2: equality struggle. We we all have to get engaged in this economic uh, uh, cross, if you will, and carrying the burden of this economic uh, cross forward. We all have to uh, chip in give me that call so we all hey no we uh wow this thing here is just about to come to an end y'all what time is it about uh 10 minutes 10 minutes from there y'all our time Flash, we've are having fun we've had a ton of fun out here tonight saturday february the second y'all in my month days of aquarium y'all is slowly moving on. The age of Aquarius is slowly moving out of our uh out of our psyche. uh psyche. That things moving on, y'all, but we gonna be here. <laughs> this uh son of Aquarius uh Aquarius is gonna be out here with you every series. <laughs> have no fear. We're gonna stay in touch with that age. Uh we Yeah, I'm your I'm the uh I'm the uh video about which you gonna stay in touch with uh the angel aquarius uh be the hushboard out here on the Black platform. Come uh and be with us every each and every Saturday night from seven to nine on blog talk blog talk radio. That's where we uh where you can find us. Yeah, Blog Talk Radio. You can find us right here every Saturday night, yeah. Tell a friend about it. Tell a friend about it. So, wow, we got a crazy, crazy person out there on the Blog Talk. Yeah. You got a crazy person out there on Blog Talk talking all this crazy stuff about uh, income inequality and economic inequality and talking about financial reparation, all kind of crazy stuff uh, <laughs> that uh, the Hushman was talking about. Me. Tell a friend about me. Pick up my book, and read about uh, my perspective. See if my perspective make any kind of sense at all. <laughs> hey you uh, we uh wow, we're just looking at what's going on. There. Barry Bonds, y'all. Uh, Barry Bonds uh. Does report Barry Bonds uh, to return to the Giants as a special instructor. Hey, hey, hey! If you got Barry Bonds uh, on your side it's, it's doing something, instructing some out of here, you can't have no better. You can have no better uh, instruction than Barry Bonds. I'm here
0: to tell you. I'm here to tell you. If you got Barry Bonds back
2: uh, on your sideline, you can't go wrong. Nothing. That's one of the greatest hitters ever come down the pike, y'all. This guy got one of the best swings, one of the best eyes in the game the game has ever seen. Barry Bonds got one of the best eyes the game has ever, ever, ever seen. This guy right here, Barry Bonds, looks like he's headed back to the Giants. I don't blame Giants. I was on one of the saying Barry up. Got one of the best uh, best eyes uh, that uh, uh, the game has ever seen up in that bed box, y'all. Used to show up on the back. back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I'm glad, proud of the Jazz for uh, making that move. I'm proud of them for making that move. Shoot, <laughs> y'all don't know mm-hmm. Hey, it's about that time, y'all. We this time just this night is just about gotten away from us. Part two of a series on the economic inequality debate, y'all. That's my show tonight. Y'all pull it down when you have a chance. I know that nobody can sit out there for two hours and listen to the Urs mode. But go home and pass it on to your neighbor. Pass it on to your neighbor. So listen, listen at this Here's this man talking about it. He's got a book out there. A provocative book selling it, say dealing with racism and hate and the like. See if what he's talking about. See if that stuff he's talking about making any sense. We'll have part three next week, you yeah? Part three in a series of uh a series on the economic inequality from uh my book. Yeah. It'll be next week. Y'all. Come back and join us. Tell a friend. Hey, we got somebody with a series. This is going to be a twelve-part series. All this thing gonna go twelve weeks. So you talking about the Easter? We are gonna carry this thing out until Easter series. Breaking down just what that economic inequality is about, from from my perspective. Hey. Hey, that's all we can do, y'all. We're going to make this thing now from my perspective. That's what we write about. see. We're going to let the people, those who write, uh, read my stuff and uh, engage in conversation with me, uh, decide whether or not what I say and what I write about is uh, um, a fact. It's part of uh, what I write about is going be part of the problem. And, and uh, my remedy is... Uh, indeed uh, part of the solution The so really, really uh, highlight, uh, uh, including uh, reparations. Bates College student found dead in Italy. Something's wrong with Italy, where we were where all these college kids going to Italy uh, to get into some kind of crazy uh, situation with the one girl? I went over and got involved in this murder trial and, uh, that's still going on. There was another girl from Bates College. And then I came missing mission over there uh, and they, uh, traveling ain't no joke. Be careful out there, young folks. Be careful out there. That stuff ain't no joke. Get back here in a safe environment. Hey, y'all. Uh, this thing is coming up to a close here. Four more minutes. That's gonna about do it for the hospital. So next Thursday, March first show. Uh, March first our next show. We're gonna continue the series uh, on this economic inequality that uh, the country fans itself in today, from my uh, book, Racism and Hate, and of course uh, we'll be updating you on other current news affecting our community uh this thing got so uh involved that they i just going to spend a whole two hours just about on this economic inequality thing this thing is big yeah the forces are railing against it it's just as (laughs) big so we we have to stay on the uh on the lookout we have to stay on the offensive uh we have to tap all of our uh positions and <laughs> attitudes. We have to tie all that stuff together and move this thing forward. Uh, uh, this economic inequality uh, uh, thing that we find ourselves in to dig ourselves out of it. All of us, all of our uh, different opinions and stuff have to be tied into one, uh, one goal and that is to lift up uh, the community economically. By, uh, all means by all means so that's 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 my uh take on the thing hey y'all it's been a plumb pleasing pleasure uh being with y'all this evening out on the hospital back or facebook friends uh give me a shout out follow my blog like my blog page stay engaged let the husband know uh if what uh, 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 what he says or his perspective is uh relevant or or not relevant let me know give me some feedback read my book pick the book up 399 for the e edition it's accessible affordable uh read it opinionate on it hey <clears throat> get engaged it's gonna do it for the hospital here tonight y'all we're gonna bring this thing to a close and Look forward to seeing y'all back here next Saturday, March first, same time. Over blog talk, blog talk radio, y'all. Yeah. That's where you find us at. Great, great media for getting your word out. Until next week, y'all. That's gonna do it for the hushma. Y'all uh, be careful and good the rest of this uh, uh, evening, y'all. Until next week, ciao.
1: The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.